If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in Nashville, Tennessee, in studio with VCE Productions. We got a great show for you today. We're excited yes. about today. Uh, the new year has passed. At the table, as always, is my good friend, the CEO, the founder of the Goat Family of Brands, not wearing his branded gear today, Tyler Burnett. Tyler, so glad you're here today. Thanks new truck up. and all. And then from uh, Brentwood, we call him the LinkedIn Whisperer. He's the calming force to our show. Uh, we're glad you're always here with a different T-shirt to talk about life, relationships, yes. and business. John Byers. John, thanks for being here so today. Good. You no, can, it's great. It's great that you're 50 now. Yeah, because well, I'm glad you feel that way. Because now we can truly Have tell the, our, tell our stories in the different stages of life in right. our 30s and our 30s, 40s and our 50s. Yeah, you know, in our in our 20s they say what? Get in the game. In our 30s we move up in the game. In our 40s we try to stay in the game because those 30 year olds are so damn good. In our 50s, as I've just found out, we finally say, "What is it that I really want?" What is it that I really want? And I know this. I want this. New, I want this podcast. I'm going to lose some weight this year in 2022. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited about that. Get those habits and those goals kicking the right direction. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. And we are the GOAT Consulting Podcast. The GOAT. It's easy to see in sports. It's the people that are recognized for their greatness. What they do um, elevates those around them. But in, but in business, it's people that do this. What they do gives them energy, and it gives other people energy. It creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. And so we're excited to be with you today in studio. We, get, we take one topic, and we break it down. And uh, today uh, is a very uh, introspective topic. Today, the topic is around discomfort. Yes. And you know what? You just said new levels of challenge. And new levels of opportunity. Same thing, right? Yeah. Very similar. So. You gotta get uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm certainly comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. This episode for sure. The price of admission to a meaningful life, and Susan David said that. I like her. She's really good. Yeah. The price of admission to a meaningful life, and I know that that discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. I w- I wonder if we ask if we if we went to, hold on, Davy, finish finish this blank. Is the price of admission to a meaningful life? I think so, you said discomfort. Discomfort. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just he whispered it. Just interested to see uh, what what the the how old are you, Davy? Sixteen. What a sixteen year old say. A lot to think about there. But but we dive into a very introspective topic, yes. and uh, as we all know, discomfort is has been part of. All of our life in each stage, yes, and including that little moment with Davy right there. That was yeah. it was a little bit uh, uncomfortable. Yes, but to ask somebody, <laughs> a pause to ask somebody at sixteen to say, "What is the cost of admission? What is right. the cost of admission to a meaningful life?" That is why we're put on this earth, right? We're put on this earth to have meaning and purpose and contribution in the work that we do. And this this episode was inspired by a moment in time where where you heard Susan David say that that discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. 
Yeah, and and I would as I started thinking about discomfort and what what that statement really means. Like we've got to be uncomfortable. Nothing good ever happened without discomfort. We can probably all say that in some way. Nothing good ever happened. No interruption ever uh, occurred that was comfortable. Tyler pushed back on that in the beginning. He said, I don't know if this really resonates with me or makes sense to me. Yeah. I think he will as we, we get through but, well, here. But why did you say that? I don't, for some reason, it didn't resonate with me. Well, but do you think? But when, we said, you but think? when you said new levels of challenge create new levels uh, of opportunity, it did. I mean, okay. I, and this is not. And maybe he could interchange that word. New levels of discomfort create new levels of opportunity. opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's like anything. When I used to work with kids, I would tell a kid, you know, get your foot down, get your foot down, and they would never do it. And then it was like, oh, well, I got to tell them something different, right? I got helping them. With, I get like yeah, 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 or or whatever, yeah. fielding, whatever. You know, you have to you have to say the same thing in different ways to make it click. And I think that was just part of it. Okay, is that that. The way we phrased that, it just wasn't clicking for me. I just didn't know if maybe from where you sit in the stage of life that you are, that do you really believe and agree that that discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life? I, well, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think you have to you have to go through some of that. I mean, let's talk I, a little bit more about discomfort. Like, and, yeah. and here's how I put it: I, I said we are hardwired to avoid discomfort. For I mean, that's sure. how we're created. Our bodies are created as such that we fight colds and we like sleep and we like easy, you know, that's our natural state of things to eat, to be full, avoiding the discomfort of, of the alternative. And so what does that look like? And that's where the, to me, I think the whole term we, that we fight, flight or freeze comes up. That's how we respond to discomfort. Hmm. And I think we can talk more about that. I'm going to share a goat. I want to hear you guys as well. But I'll say James Lawrence, uh, he is known as the Iron Cowboy, is my goat. And I, I put, at first, he's the king of discomfort, but he's probably the goat of discomfort. And his theme in life is defy logic. And so what does that mean for him? How has he created a meaningful life around his own discomfort? Well, uh, a couple years ago, four, I think, he set out to do 50 full-distance triathlons in 50 days in 50 different states. Serious discomfort. And on day 17, by the way, he was in Tennessee, where we are, and he fell asleep while he was on the bike and crashed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this wild story, there's a documentary on Netflix if you want to watch it. It's fascinating. So what do you do after you – and he, he did complete it, by the way. So what do you do wow. after you do 50 triathlons, full triathlon? And by the way, that's 2.4 mile swim, 112 on the bike, 26-mile run every single day for 50 days, 50 states. Just shut it, so you what, shut it down. So what do you do? <laughs> Four years later, you say, I'll do it again. I'm going to do 100. Yeah. And so 100? He, so he does. 100 days in, one, in a row, not 100 different states, oh. obviously. But he did it. It was the same course, 100 days in a row. 2.4-mile swim, 112 on the bike, 26 run every day, 100 days. And then he said, I'm going to do one more. And so he did 101. There you go. Why not? The goat of discomfort. And he owns several world records before this whole thing started anyways, obviously several now. But fascinating guy. We uh, hope to have him on the show for all of your listening pleasure in the near future. So Fell asleep on the bike. James Lawrence. You know, that's uh, you just said the 100, and then he did one more. Um, Speaking of discomfort – 
Coach Pete used to do something very similar to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so we would be running uh, polls. Two or, episodes in. Here we, we go. You know, we would be doing something. You know how you have a coach or you have something. We're going to do 15 of these. So we would do 15, and everybody would, you know, bust it on the 15th one. Like, come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And bust it and have nothing left, right? And Coach Pete would go, all right, good job. One more. We're going to get a extra, little more uncomfortable. Extra innings, boys. A little so, more uncomfortable. So, you know, I, it's funny that as we continue to talk about it more, it was those discomfortable moments. It was the getting a rain out on a Friday and having to play a doubleheader. Yeah. And all the preparation of the discomfort yeah. led us to more success on those different opportunities. You know, you know what it feels like to get on that bus – to go play in a visitor's stadium, to go into their dugouts and their locker room, and then have to go out there and compete. You know that feeling that you have as opposed to going to your locker room, mm-hmm. your stadium, yeah, and compete at your home field. Bo- they both have a certain level of discomfort. But, but one, one has is a little markedly more, different. Yes. That's, that's perfect. And what a great description of this episode because – and and it makes me think back to this whole fight, flight, or freeze moments that we have in our own life. To and and I maybe get to a couple of practicals later. But what are some of the ways that you guys uh, lean into fight, flight, or freeze? Because because I think I, one of the the ways I wrote down is saying things which I I just cringe as I even res- repeat it back to you guys. But saying things to other people as I have in the past, and I've tried not to probably the last few years, but things like just be positive. Yeah. Or you don't do that anymore. Or it could be worse. Oh God, that just feels yes. so, that's awful. And, and, and cheer up. That's another one. I don't know that I've ever said it, but it made me think of as I, as I thought about this, Susan it, David calls, doesn't help. Susan David calls that toxic positivity. Yeah. It's like a forced positivity. And she puts it like this. Oh, this is beautiful. She said that the per, in other words, that person is saying, my comfort is more important than your reality. I literally just had this conversation, and me and you kind of talked about it yeah. with one of my companies, and, and and I was sitting there and having a financial review. And out of the meeting, we got, well, you know, we're just, you know, we're just young in business, and, uh, you know, we're going to be okay. We're, we're headed on the right track. And that's just such toxic positivity. Mm. We The writing was on the wall. The writing was in the paper. We're struggling. And here's the reason it why is X, Y, and Z. Don't make this about being positive about where yeah. we're headed. You can realize the, you could realize the positive impacts of the year, but let's fix the broken pieces here and let's dive into the discomfort so that we can get to where we want to go. It's the price of admission. That's dive right. in. Dive into the discomfort. Dive into the discomfort. So, I love what you said uh, there. And you know, when you said that too about cringing, two great two great points. When you when you talk about cringing about even saying this here's what it here's where my mind my crazy mind add mind immediately went to i get this thing now on facebook where it says here's what happened to you eight years ago here's what you posted eight years ago i read it and i say to myself why in the hell would i post that mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not the only you're not the only person it is so discomforting and wow. And here's because here's what's happened is all the challenges that I've been through since those eight years 
has really gotten clear for me about what meaning is and what I talk about in terms of what meaning is to me. And what I posted eight years ago and I thought was meaningful, Mm -hmm. I look at now and I say, (laughs) what did people think when I would post something like this? And I mean, I don't think it's anything just off the wall, but it's just, it's it's not it's you, it's you in a speedo eight years ago. Yeah, yes, yes, with with Rory that beat me with a kickboard, and this is not our therapy session for that today. Yeah. But but yes, but that's where my mind goes to. But discomfort is the price of admission. So when for we think about life. when we think about like relationships with people that we live with, spouse, mm-hmm. kids, we work with. Uh, friends and general family for sure. And here we are, you know, on the heels of the holiday season where everyone experiences the joys of the toxic family. It seems like I didn't even experience it this year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So what do we, you know, what do we do with all that? What do we do? I I wrote down two things. We're trying to give some practicals here. And by the way, I don't know that this fits in, but one of the phrases that I, that I use often and I remind my kids when, when there's hard conversations to be had, mm-hmm. uncomfortable conversations to be had, I, I tell them, look, those are like hard conversations are like milk or bad news. You could put it that way. Hard conversations or bad news are like milk, not wine. It does not get better with time. <laughs> so what do we do? Number one, we embrace. We got to embrace the discomfort, and it sucks, Right. Don't push it aside. We embrace the discomfort. We avoid saying things like, I don't want to feel this way, or I want that feeling to go away. Because what that's saying is, I just want to be comfortable despite whatever the outcome is. And then number two, just two things. We build a skill around it. And so for me, Mm. reaching back into a few episodes ago, the lessons from Ted Lasso, for me, I'm going to say that's being curious. Yeah. Because when I'm in my most uncomfortable moments, I don't want to ask curious questions. What do you want to do? I, I want to move past it. I want to move past it. I want to go do um, go your default. I want to exercise because, right. or I mean, there's other things we could we could we could lean to <laughs> drinking. We could <laughs> lean to exercise. We could lean to eating. Yeah. I mean, all those things we try to to tap into rather than just embracing the discomfort and for me being curious around it. Yeah. And curious, by the way, is like, why do I, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why am I not? Why, why am why is this bringing up these kinds of feelings for me in this, these working relationships at home relationships, whatever it might be. And why do I feel so uncomfortable? Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, It's driving. This topic is driving me about, conversations in my head that I've maybe pushed back a day or two days or a week or a month or whatever with, with people I work with or customers or whatever. And I think to get for you to get to where you want to get to, you got to have those uncomfortable conversations. You got to say, Hey, look, this is not the most com- most comfortable conversation yeah. we can possibly have. But if we don't embrace the discomfort, we're, neither one of us are going to get to where we want to get to. Yeah. And it's got to be done now. Well, look at our own careers and our own lives. You graduate from Georgia and you get your first gig in insurance. And at some point you woke up one day and you said, this is not giving me the meaning that I'm looking for for my life. 
then you go and you go to the next iteration of John. And that's working for a company that's not digging, that's not getting John's meaning of life. Okay. And then you go to the next company. And that company is getting John's iteration of what the meaning of life is for him, where you can connect life and business and relationships and do all the things that you want to do. And all those, I, I, I give that point to say that every one of those transitions was uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and I might say <clears throat> that and I would like to say some version of I'm at a place in my life where I'm leaning into or embracing the discomfort in such a way that had I done it back then, maybe that experience would have, it certainly would have been very different. Maybe more like what I'm experiencing today. hundred percent. Right. And I was ta- having a conversation with one of my boys the other day who um, backed into um, a, another car, a very, very large car more than his and, and didn't do any damage to the other car. And, and, wow. I, and he said, what do I have to, what do I do? And I said, you got to go, yeah, you talk to him. He said, what do you mean? There's no damage. I said, yeah. you got to lean in. Like, you have to get uncomfortable. It's the right thing to do. And Embrace the suck. <laughs> and it produced something in him. I would, I, I think and I want to believe, like a sense of relief. And it's amazing how we make up a story around what the discomfort, telling the truth sometimes, you know, going after the uncomfortable. It's amazing that it produces something that we make up in our head that's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because you want to go after the comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my go- go I'll go ahead and share my goat. Um, and everybody could probably use Michael Jordan for this, but I'm going to go Bill Russell. Bill Russell. And uh, Bill Russell barely made his JV team in high school. Very similar to Tiger, or to Tiger, to uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Not making his team. And, and the fact that he's 11-time NBA All-Star after his coach told him well, he wasn't good enough to make the varsity high school basketball team and you talk about fight or flight or freeze uh that was all fight you know he, he got something that sparked in something inside of him yeah. after a, a discomfortable conversation with his coach and and completely changed the way he went about basketball and obviously if you know anything about basketball at all you know he's one of the most prolific players to play the game yeah for no the doubt. celtics so yeah y'all both went with discomfort as your goat and I went more with meaning. Ooh. And so. It's what, it's what you do in your 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so true. Thank you. I, this is going to be a fun year for me. <laughs> uh, we, we may have to go out to dinner somewhere in Nashville and invite one, one of my good friends from Atlanta and <laughs> bring him back. He's so nice. <laughs> um, but the quote comes from a guy named Von Goethe. He's a German okay. poet. Mm-hmm. Sounds Let's right. Talk about discomfort. Sounds wrong, but we'll go with it. <laughs> a German poet. Uh, the man who was born with a talent which he is meant to use finds his greatest happiness in using it. Mm. Here's why I say that for my goat today. I think people struggle with understanding what meaning is in your life. And what I believe fundamentally is that everyone is born into this world to do something great. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, don't listen to this show. Because what we're going to say here is probably probably doesn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And the challenge for all of you, you could have stayed right where you are and moved to the very top 
of that car manufacturing, that North American car manufacturing in Mexico. Including Canada. But you didn't. And the reason that you didn't is this quote right here. The man who was born with the talent which he is meant to use finds his greatest happiness in using it. Go back to your first Christmas party where you handed out bonus checks. They weren't mm. huge, but it was your company. Yeah, it, was the people, cool. it was the people you hired. It was your brand. It was your vision. Mm -hmm. And you got to hand the checks out. Not some executive that has some machine that's built to destroy people's souls. Your vision for the future is so different because that's the meaning that you were looking for in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's if we're going to talk about discomfort is the price of admission for a meaningful life, it's just as important to talk about the meaning. 100% agree. And it's really, I might even interchange a word in there and say what you're meaning, but what helps you come alive yeah, because what the world needs is to come alive. Is for us, individual us, to come alive and do, and and that doesn't come easily or without discomfort. And I think this comes from Susan David, but I'll say it because I told um, my son the same thing. I said, you know who doesn't get uncomfortable, hurt, disappointed? Who doesn't get their heart broken or inconvenienced by their feelings? Mister Three Hundred Five, Pitbull. Besides Pitbull, it's dead people. <laughs> dead people don't get uncomfortable. Yeah. If you aren't in that, to our knowledge, if you aren't in that boat, <laughs> to our knowledge, then you're going to have these other things. Watch it to be zombie and movies. so our our greatest, one of our greatest evolutions is to lean into the discomfort. And as we do that, and we do it, the stress, the discomfort, when it's not avoided, when it's used for me as a tool to be curious, it produces a meaningful career, allows us to raise a meaningful family. And to leave the world at a better place. I like it. Each stage of life has provided uh, some discomfort. Do you? Do you? Are you interested to share one of the stages? Just say you're in your forties. Yes. One of the stages of of discomfort in your life in your forties that besides puberty. <laughs> well, second, you were a second. You were a late bloomer. Uh, <laughs> family is hard. Oh yeah. And I think. Um, Anything that's meaningful, to carry on the word that you're using here, comes with a very challenging discomfort at times. And being in a marriage is hard. Raising a four kids, mm -hmm. one, one kid mm -hmm. is hard. We've got bookends at 16 and 4 and a 14 and 11 in the middle. Life is challenging, and I think my... My 30s, I'm, I just turned 40, but my 30s was filled with, um, with the discomfort of embracing that challenge. All the mess that comes along with All it. All the mess, and there's magic in the mess. We've <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. Uh, if there's magic in the mess when it comes to family, I have the most magical family. So <laughs> that. Tyler, what about you in your 30s? Oh, boy. There's been a, a, a lot of change in my life. You know, taking on three kids at one time. Uh, there was definitely a lot of magic in that mess because I'm still not good at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not like Mr. Byers over here. I was gonna uh, say, I feel the same way. By the way, I have to. Know. I have to. I'm just so competitive, and when something doesn't go my way, I want to. I want to snap, you know, and not necessarily snap like in in a terrible way. It's just you know, I want things to go right. Yeah, right. If I'm just so competitive, well, it's just I wonder in my where nature. you learned that. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you said fight or flight. You know, I have the fight in me. Yeah. And my wife has the flight. (laughs) So it's like I'm chasing her all the time. No, you get your butt back over here. We're talking about this. The discomfort. Starts with a Steve. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah, we had a lot of. I had a lot of discomfort my whole life, you know. <laughs> Which allows you to find the meaning. That, and here's the coolest thing to me is not not only have you found that meaning that I think very few people can find, but you've helped other people, the people that you've hired, the stories that you tell me about the relationships, where essentially a lot of those folks d- couldn't make sense of their own life. We wake up. Fair statement? Yeah. We wake up and try to make sense of our own life every day. Part of the admission of doing that, of making sense of your own life, is leaning into the discomfort. It's, yeah, it's, it's finding it's that. Been, it's been fun. You know, I really probably probably you were talking about different changes we've made in our life. I mean, I think when I brought you on, one of the biggest things I didn't have a super clear vision of is what I was really trying to do. What was my meaning, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> we talked about. And talk through it over months and months of doing stuff together is that the biggest thing that I want to do is to create more opportunity for me for other people. and for other people. Yeah. And when I realized that that was the real meaning for me and, and using my knowledge and my problem solving and, you know, the, the, those tangible things that I'm good at. Yeah. It's bringing the best out in others and, and getting them and putting the state, setting the stage for an opportunity for them to achieve something they never uh, imagined. And, you know, like you said earlier, it might be in a, another podcast, it's sometimes you can't see due to, due to your circumstance in life, the way you were raised, like you can't really see something more than, you know, say your father was like, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm, I'm successful. Yeah. And then you see that and, and you see that success. That's what you think your success needs to be too. Yeah. And it's it's not always about that. It's it's finding out the true meaning of your life, whether it's money or whether it's a business or whether it's cars or whether it's whatever. You got to find out what drives you. I was just talking to two warehouse guys. Yeah. And they're like, man, how did you get that truck? Right. If I hit the lottery, I would get that truck. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, it ain't about hitting the lottery. They were like, what do you mean? I was like, it's it's about finding out what you're good at and yeah. what you're passionate about and go, and chase it like somebody's running after you. Maybe, like, maybe it's the bar- your your barometer on um, embracing discomfort. And if that means that you have to ride a bicycle while you're asleep, then by all means you go and do that. <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> For Tyler Burnett <laughs> and yeah. John Byers, I'm Colby Jubinville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Oh. Um.